0: pray today, Lord Jesus, that you become the Lord over our hearts, where you lead us according to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'd like to thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak about you and to represent you so we can grow through the Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord remember your kindness, your compassion and your mercy towards each one of us here of what you've done for us. There's no words that can define how good you are. Hallelujah to you. Hallelujah. Thank you. from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your Son that you love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your hope. And thank you for your encouragement that allows us to fight the good fight of faith. We love you, Lord. And we honor you. We love you, Father. Thank you for being a father to us. Thank you allowing us to rest in your Son, Jesus. Thank you for your blood, Lord Jesus, that flows from the throne of grace, that gives us all we need. You're all we need, Lord. And I pray by the Spirit today, we can confess that. Today we good? Amen. Who's excited about tonight? Wow. Well. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit gave me two visions in the last two weeks, and I've been on edge. (laughs) Holy Spirit, when can I share it? And (laughs) the time has come. Everyone can hear me, yes? We're happy? We should be very happy, amen? I'd like to thank also the worship team. Could we give them a clap? And the people behind um, setting up they come two hours or three hours before and they set up everything. Can we just give them a clap also? And everyone else behind the scenes, thank you. We work together, praise God. Yet we receive the same reward, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look, I hope (laughs) that every person understands where the Holy Spirit is working. Because I am receiving direction from the Lord. I am. But that's to steer the body. The direction from the Lord is to steer the body of Christ. For them to understand the area that God is working on. The greatest wisdom one person can have in their journey is to understand where the Lord is working. Because very easily, uh, you would receive victory in this area and you would advance to the next purpose of God. Right? God wants you to advance the enemy wants to delay. Now, I don't want every person here to fight the same battles every week, the same months, every year. It's not meant to be like this. We are called to advance in the Lord. And maturity does that. Maturity allows you to advance. So pay attention to this vision that I had. I had two visions. I normally, I don't have visions, I have dreams. God speaks to me through dreams. But this is when I was praying in the Spirit. Now, you will get so much from this, but the most important thing, the most important thing is to understand what the, where the Holy Spirit's working. The, the wisdom behind this is to understand this, is to understand where the Holy Spirit's working. Now, can I tell you something? The Lord takes me through another area of, of wisdom through the Word of God, yet the same focus. That's why I'm amazed. He shows me another dimension of His word for the same teaching that I haven't been able to get away from for the last six or seven years. What does that show us? It shows us the level what we are. Love it or hate it, it's the level where we are. Let God speak the level rather than us assume that we are here or here or here. Let God speak where we are rather than us by the flesh thinking who we are. Does that make sense everyone? Let God speak it into existence where we are, spiritually, rather than us self-proclaiming where we think we are. So, I'm going to share this here. But there's one major area that I'm going to focus on. Now, I got taken into a vision. This teaching is a bit different. I've been sharing about the seven pillars of wisdom. Here I had a vision. But God God wanted me to see something that I've never seen before through the Old Testament. But He wanted me to He wanted me to see the different dimensions of what I'm going to speak about today. Now, the landscape that I saw in the vision wasn't like this. I saw like the ground being like sunburnt land, like red desert land. And I did see a windmill and I did see a tank. Now, This area here, this area here of the sprout into the ground that was bringing the water, it was actually on the side here. And a man, I have to share this with you. I saw a man, (coughs) and rest assured it's no one here. But I saw a man who who had blisters, who had wounds, cuts and bruises sitting by, sitting by the tank wanting to get water okay so this man was this man was weary he, he couldn't walk anymore he was very dehydrated he was very weary and like he just couldn't go forward anymore now i saw him i saw him sitting by the tank and he was waiting for water to come out he was waiting for water to come out of the tank so he can get hydrated again now i saw the man with cuts bruises sores along his whole body and i saw flies i saw flies flying around every wound and every cut of his body now when I saw him, when I saw him on, on ground that's, that's sunburnt land, like dry and barren land, there were no vegetation there. All there was was a windmill and a tank and water. But the windmill wasn't moving. The windmill wasn't moving. Now, what does the Bible say? Rivers of living water will flow from where? Our belly. Now, that's a picture of of who is inside of us, right? Right? Speaking about the Holy Spirit that we are going to receive, okay? Now, when we become born again or born from above, the Holy Spirit He's inside of us. He's symbolic of water. He's symbolic of water. The word also is symbolic of water. Now, the man was sitting by the tank. I have to share what I saw because this is for us. The man was sitting by the tank and the flies, unfortunately, they're the prince of the flies is the enemy, Satan. He flies around cuts and bruises and wounds until they are, they are healed and restored by the Lord. Now, he was waiting by the tank there was a cover he couldn't he couldn't get in from the top there was a cover so it was concealed yet when the Holy Spirit in my vision kept showing me the windmill but the, man's, the man is sitting by the, the well here like the tank and he was, he was dying by the edge and the moment I saw him in the vision the Holy Spirit said, this is a believer that you're seeing. It wasn't an unbeliever, it was a believer. And he said to me, I want, I want to show you something. He said to me, I never created the word alone to heal your wounds and to, and to disconnect you from Satan. He goes, what you're seeing here that's stored inside of him is the authority of the word and symbolic of the spirit. He goes, but there, but you have to look here to the top of why people are not seeing the true response of what the gospel carries. And the, wind, the windmill wasn't moving. Now, as soon as the wind came, it started to generate enough power that it released the water. And he said to me, tell them that no one was designed to do it on their own through the word of God but through the Holy Spirit. And you're going to respect the Holy Spirit today because he is the one that he sent to make the word come alive. Now, as soon as the windmill started to turn, so strongly it started to generate so much water of what's already inside of us. We have the potential to, by, by the grace of God, because of the Holy Spirit living in us, we have the potential to know all the counsel and all the wisdom and all the mysteries of God, right? Yes, but here he was dealing with cuts and bruises And he was weak, dehydrated. And this wind was to deal with what? was to deal with believers who were afflicted. Deal with believers who were struggling. Deal with believers who were getting harassed from the enemy. This wind wasn't to take you outside of this area. I'm going to share it here. But this wind was to deal with the devil. This wind was to actually heal you from what the enemy had authority to attack. Now it was interesting because this man was sitting by the water, wanting to generate water. But the only time that water was released was from the wind. Now specifically what I saw is that the wind of the Holy Spirit of where he's focusing on in this ministry, is to deal with the enemy. And what do I mean by that? People who are in bondage. What does it mean to be in bondage? What's that? To be in chains. Negative thinking. Having a mind that's polluted. Having a mind that's clouded. Having a mind that's prone to getting attacked. feeling trapped, feeling no way out. See, most of our people, they are suffering from this. Whether you accept it or not, it's up to you. But believers today are are under so much warfare and they haven't recognized the true power of the Holy Spirit to get delivered in this area. Right? So what does it mean to be in bondage? To be chained. What does it mean to be oppressed? What does oppression mean? Anyone here? What does oppression mean? To be restricted. So who here feels restricted? That they can't escape uh, their sinful desires. They can't escape the flesh. Who feels oppressed here where, where... they feel like they're in a dome and they can't get out they're struggling see this is what it means for a believer to have wounds cuts and bruises a believer who is trapped from one one major area it's our past one major area is our past so i saw the holy spirit wanting What was inside of us being the Word wanted to generate power that allows the Word of God to make us alive. Now, we are so good. We are so good at knowing Scripture. We are so good at knowing Scripture. But we lack the power of God to overcome the battles in our mind, the battles in our hearts, and the spiritual warfare between us and Satan. We are in a war. You understand? Do you know what it means to be in a war? Can we have a photo of all those windmills, please? i got a photo of of all the windmills. I have to show it to you, how important it is for us to rely on the wind of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting. However way you look at it, this one here, however way you look at it, this windmill is connected to a dam or a, or, a, or a river or an ocean you cannot generate water which is a picture of our belly the li- rivers of living water will enter our belly speaking about the Holy Spirit inside of us however way you look at it and how you draw water out it's like a bore drain they draw it out from under the ground this one is from a dam that one is pumping up into a tank That's what I saw it like. The man that was sitting was like on the top one. However way you see it, our reliance is upon what? The water that's inside of us. Our reliance is upon what? It all comes down to how we generate the wind of the Holy Spirit. Right? Now, the Holy Spirit said something to me. I asked him a question. And I said to him, on the day of Pentecost, I asked him, and I said to him, why did the Holy Spirit fall like a violent wind? Like a violent wind. He is not a wind, but it fell like a violent wind. Why did it? And the Holy Spirit responded to me like this. He said, it's the atmosphere they created for me. It's the atmosphere. Your Pentecost now is is actually in your heart. The atmosphere that you create for him determines how powerful he becomes in you. And it's just interesting here where the Holy Spirit's taking me. I was going to finish off the teachings of wisdom, but every time before I'm coming to an end, something happens. Now, he said to me, It was the atmosphere they created for me. What did the, what did the, what did the Bible say? It says, it says, Wait until you are endured with power from on high. That word there, tarry, means to decorate yourself. How can you decorate yourself today? It's by prayer. The atmosphere that you create for God. Now, He wants to be in the presence that we actually walk in. But the, I- the interesting thing is here, is this teaching here. I can't tell you like how He opened up this another dimension of the Word. It's actually very powerful. And it's going to open up so many other scriptures from the New Testament. That's going to open our understanding to, well, how much we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. Let's go. You know, there are different winds of the Spirit. I'm going to speak about them today. But I'm going to focus on what he wants me to focus on. We go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 7 to 10. And I'll share the other vision, which is more powerful than this one. And I'll share it that links up with, with this teaching. I hope I get there, actually. Now, can I say something to you? How far you go as a believer is determined how much you know the Holy Spirit. I can't say it any other way. Your effort compared to the power of God are two different things. Now this man was sitting by the, by the tank and he was a believer and the tank was stored, you know, the word that the Bible says, I have stored your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. It's like he had, a sto- he had the word of God stored. But what generated the water being the word of God to allow him to drink, to be rejuvenated, to be refreshed was by the wind of the Spirit. So I'm going to speak about this here. It speaks about the four winds of the Spirit, or four winds in general. I'm going to explain them. It's pretty good. It says, so, so I spoke this message, just as he told me. Suddenly I spoke. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Next one. Then, as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says Come, O breath, from the four winds breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again so i spoke the message as he commanded me and breathe breath came into the bodies they all came to life and they stood up their feet a great army now i'm going to share from this scripture look the holy spirit took me here and it's going to be very clear when you see it now in the old testament And the New Testament, there are four winds. Four winds, and each one carries uh, a desire. So let me explain it. I'll explain it. Go to Songs of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 16. Now, the first one that I speak about is the northern wind. Through the Holy Spirit, the northern wind represents rain, growth, and increase. We read this here. I'm going to show you each one. And then I'm going to show you which wind God wanted me to focus on. It says, "Awake, which one? North wind, and come, O south, blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits." So, this northern wind here. There are four winds that I'm going to speak about, symbolic of the four directions of where the Holy Spirit works in a believer do we understand wouldn't you like to know where the Holy Spirit is working in in the first area when the wind touches you wind Holy Spirit touch me to touch the people Doesn't, doesn't come and it's not meant to come because there's a wind that God has to do before that (laughs) sounds good but it's not the Holy Spirit and like I said the Holy Spirit takes me around the whole scriptures to give me the same message so someone can say he, he speaks about the same thing every week God does he knows where we are, he knows what's best for us so the northern wind brings rain, grows And increase, that's from the songs of Solomon, 4.16. The warm wind from the south that brings peace, quietness, healing, and comfort. Job 37, verse 16 to 17. Now, I get excited, to be honest. You know why I get excited? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking. No man can put this together. Let me tell you this. I don't want to belittle myself. No man can put this together. How much I rely on him to be fed for myself and to see where he wants to take me is purely him. But, but hear it. Humbly hear it and change. But I get excited because when he speaks to me... Yeah, Another mystery of God is revealed to not only me, but yous. I can't tell you when I hear these things what happens to my spirit. And imagine someone by the tank knows all about God, yet he can't get refreshed. He can't drink and be healed. Imagine. That's the sad one. That's the sad part of a Christian today that has all the resources but lacks what? Lacks the wind. You'll be shocked when I show you the last scripture. Jesus speaks it. And I clapped, I clapped this week. I clapped for him. I actually clapped for him. I just want to tell you something. I actually clapped for him because I don't know what to do, what, where to start. I know where he's working. But I clap for him. I actually clap for him. (laughs) I actually clap for him because he is the teacher. That's if you let him. He is the teacher. He is the teacher if we let him. And you know something beautiful about the Holy Spirit? doesn't matter where you are in your journey, He still speaks. He's always speaking. He's so gentle, sometimes people miss out His voice. So the warm wind from the south that brings peace, quietness, healing, and comfort. Job 37, 16, 17. He says, do you know how the clouds are balanced? Those wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge. Why are your garments hot? When he quiets the earth by the south wind. So here here he talks about here. Why are your garments hot? when he quiets the earth by the south wind so here he's speaking about bringing quietness to your spiritual life to your soul bringing peace bringing healing bringing comfort yes so we spoke about the northern wind that brings rain growth and increase the south wind the warm wind from the south brings peace quietness healing and comfort, they're they're, they're, they're all different. The third one, we go to, um, let me read it first. The strong and dry eastern wind that scorches, devastates and separates. We go to Job 15.2. I'm giving you an analogy of each wind. And, and which one's striking you? Should a wise man answer with empty knowledge and fill himself up with. It's from the Bible. Should a wise man answer with empty knowledge and fill himself up with the east wind? Next scripture Jonah chapter 4, verse 8. So here, uh, can we go back there? Sorry. So here, what, is, what, what does that say to you about this wind? What is that person really lacking? Anyone here? When you read that, what, what's the first thing that comes to you? No, no. What is this person operating in? So pride, folly, foolishness. What's the opposite of wisdom? See, the Holy Spirit is still attacking this area, yet a different direction. So this man is operating in foolishness, which allows you to be prideful, which allows you to be unrepenting. You get it? Jonah 4, eight. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head, So that he grew faint then he wished death for himself and said it is better for me to die than to live now what does this speak to you of what does this speak to you of when you're scorched when you're burnt what does it speak to you of lacking discipline i'll answer it for you lacking discipline rejecting the will of god for your life what did Jonah do? What did Jonah do? Ran he ran away from God. So here, the eastern wind that scorches, devastates, and separates. Okay? Now, this one's the interesting one. And this is where I'm going to focus my teaching. Are we ready? The west wind. it's actually a beautiful picture from the Lord are we understanding it everyone who created all those winds who created all those winds God the wind from the west are we ready everyone this take, I'll take you back to my vision of what I saw the man. How he was blisters, wounds, open cuts, couldn't walk anymore. He was sitting by the tank, uh, unrefreshed, dehydrated, a spiritual picture of a believer that is defeated. If I can say it like that, or wounded by the enemy. Today, unfortunately, most believers are wounded in their soul are wounded in their mind, they have so many unresolved issues in their heart where Satan is allowed to harass them. How many people are under attack by fear, failure, disappointment, brokenness, emptiness, oppressed, in bondage, in chains, dark areas in their life that where the light hasn't shined or the wind hasn't shined yet, Ignorance, pride. Are we ready? The wind from the west that drives off the devourer. What does the wind from the west do? It drives off what I saw. Drives off the devourer and brings what? Relief. What does the west wind do? It drives off the devourer and brings relief and the promise of rain, of blessings, of transformation. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And it was interesting, can I share this with you? Because where I go, Where I go hunting is in the west. And that's where I saw the man. (laughs) So I go to the back of Burke. It's the west of the west. Sunburnt land, scorched land, and it was that vegetation to the T. And I was just laughing in my heart how God wants to show me something. So the wind from the west that drives off the devourer and brings relief. What does the wind of the Holy Spirit want to do first? He wants to drive the devourer from you that would eventually bring relief to your life. Hmm. There's no relief without the wind driving the devourer away from you. And the promise of rain of blessings as a result of your transformation. Let's go to Exodus ten nineteen. Hmm. Now this will, now this will take me somewhere. <laughs> Exodus 10.19 And the Lord turned a very strong which took the locusts away and blew them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt. Now isn't that interesting? What did God do in the Red Sea? To the Egyptians, which is symbolic of all the members of our flesh. If I can say it like that, Egypt is symbolic of our flesh, our rebellious nature, our disobedient nature, all the characters and all the traits of the enemy is what Egypt is. Right? So what did God do? What did God do in the Red Sea when he opened the Red Sea? As they crossed, they crossed where? Where where were they going? Where were they going? To the promised land. They were on the way to the promised land. They weren't there yet. Yeah, so our promised land is is what? Is what today? Operating in what? In the kingdom and in the will of God. You can't be in the promised land and you haven't defeated your flesh yet. I speak here black and white to you. You can't be in your promised land if you're not walking by the Spirit. The Bible says the one who walks by the Spirit will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, what did God do in the Red Sea? What did God do in the Red Sea? He wanted to take them out of their old nature, the territory of Egypt, to destroy to destroy, all the what? The locusts, when he's taken them to the promised land. Why? If you don't deal with the locusts, what would they do? They would come and destroy anything that God is trying to plant in you. And imagine you not dealing with the locusts with the west wind that was designed to, to deal with the devourer to bring you relief. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? He'll come back and destroy whatever's been planted in you. You understand? Are we understanding? So imagine you going to the promised land and God opening the Red Sea, which is some symbolic of our baptism into, into Christ and His death means to crucify your flesh. Imagine you don't cooperate with the strong west wind that was designed to bring you relief but how does he bring you relief when he deals with the old nature so not one locust there remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt what does the Bible say about destroying our flesh to hate even the stains of it to, to, to discard it in the, in the uttermost way so let me share something with you today. The first wind of the Holy Spirit is to what? Is to what? Is to destroy them. And isn't it interesting that the the, the only way that the locust will be dealt with is when you begin to hate them. You hate it hating what is evil. Now, I want to share, there's so much here. There's so much here. Now, are you ready for this? The south wind. The south wind, pay attention, there's a mystery here. This will bless you so much. Even though you're dealing with the west... He will bless you so much. Believe me. So So in order for God to bring, in, order, in order for God to bring the south wind that brings peace, quietness, healing and comfort, right? First, you have to deal with the West. Okay? So what brings peace, quietness, healing and comfort? What does the Bible say? They couldn't enter into my rest because they didn't learn what? They didn't learn his ways. So the body, the people of Christ, they couldn't enter into God's rest because they didn't learn his ways. That's in Hebrews. Here. So the south so the south wind that brings peace, quietness, healing, and comfort is a result of the west coming to you first, of God dealing with the devourer which is the enemy to bring you relief, to bring you relief, and the promise of reign of blessings and transformation. Now look at this here. Go to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, 54 to 56. <laughs> the Bible is uh, too spiritual for us. The Bible is too spiritual for us. It really is. Look what he said here. Then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say a shower is coming. And so it is. Excuse me? A shower is coming after the west comes? What does that speak to us today? that when you deal with the west wind, the shower of blessings will actually follow and produce the south to come. Now look at this. And when you see... And then you see the south straight after it. Why? Why would you see the south straight after it? Because the west was designed to to deal with the devourer and to bring you relief, as a result of your transformations, the south wind will touch you. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be hot weather, and there is. Hypocrites. Why hypocrites? Because they didn't know what he was trying to say. They didn't understand that Jesus himself was coming to do that for them and he will bring the south wind peace and comfort and rest he is that one hypocrites you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth but how is it that you do not discern this time they fail to see the solution that what's the solution that jesus jesus christ came to this world as the west wind to rebuke the devourer from their life, to bring them comfort. And as a result, the south wind comes. You'll be at peace. You'll be at quietness forever and ever and ever. Are we understanding someone? I don't think so. So go back, please. Again. And he said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say a shower is coming and so it is and when you see the south wind so the west wind is the west wind is what when Jesus stepped on earth when Jesus stepped on earth he he was bringing what was he bringing he is coming to rebuke the devourer from their life why because who were they before children of who children of the devil and why did he say why did he say a graveyard you're a walking graveyard that scripture from Ezekiel what is he speaking about dead man bones all coming together so what does the Holy Spirit do when the wind comes he brings the true body back together in how God created it to be are we understanding someone So, when the Holy Spirit comes, what does He do? He brings the true design of a man's spirit back to Him. And what's the first area that He works on? Rebuke and devour from your life that brings you comfort. Are we understanding someone? So, you can't have the South without having the West first. Are we understanding someone? You can't have the South with dealing with the West first. The West speaks about strongholds and all the areas of your life that hasn't been dealt with. For you to have quietness, peace and rest in your life, you have to confront the devil and all the areas that he's attacked you and dominated and restricted your life by. Are we understanding someone? very powerful now this is this is where it gets interesting locust the second vision that I had the Holy Spirit said to me why did John the Baptist eat locust and honey should I share with you because you look a bit sleepy today Come on, everyone, quick on Google. <laughs> the Holy Spirit asked me, why did John the Baptist eat locusts and honey? And I heard someone from a long time ago telling me about locust honey, and I just didn't say nothing. I said, the Holy Spirit, when you want to share that with me, you share. And he shared it with me last week. I actually saw a vision of a locust. And I didn't know that it can do that until I saw it. Can I, can I have some pictures up, please? A locust. That's, that's a locust shell. It's shelling, it's reshedding his skin. And it can do that five times in its cycle reshed his skin. So John the Baptist ate locusts, which is symbolic of dealing with your old nature and going through the process of becoming a new man in Christ. Honey is symbolic of the Word of God. As he applied the Word of God to his heart and allowed it to work in his life, he was able to shed his skin and become more of the image of Christ. Can we have another photo? So John the Baptist ate locusts and honey, which is symbolic of, of our flesh, that we can't pour new wine into old skin, And the first wind... The first wind, John the Baptist spoke about it. The west wind coming, devouring the enemy. John the Baptist comes, preparing the way of the Lord and eating a locust and eating wild honey. It's a picture. This is too spiritual. This is, a, this is a picture to show you the first encounter you have with the wind or the west wind of the Holy Spirit is to what? To allow you to apply the Word of God to you every day and you can begin to step out of that shell of your old nature cycle by cycle and become the image of Christ. Because what did John the Baptist preach? He comes to prepare what? What? He comes to prepare what? He comes to prepare the way of the Lord. He came to prepare the way of the Lord. Because when Jesus came, where did he go? Where did he go when Jesus came? He comes to prepare us the way of the Lord. So then when Jesus comes to your life, he's not going to prepare you for him. He's going to tell you what he's called you to do. Because as soon as he said that, Jesus appeared to him. He was baptized and his ministry started. So John the Baptist came preaching true repentance. He came preaching the area that you are to focus on. And I'm going to show you the meaning of a locust. He's going to show you the area of a locust and what, does a, what is the plague of, of the locust that you are to focus on. But do you get this picture? Have you ever asked yourself why John the Baptist ate locusts and honey? Because he's on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that. But I thank the Holy Spirit that we can partake of the true scripture. Right? You won't find that on Google, believe me. I thank the Holy Spirit for what he's showing us. That John the Baptist came eating locust honey, preparing the way of the Lord for us. Make path what? Make it what? Straight. Yeah, straight. So, so us believers, yeah, we are crooked in some areas. Many want shortcuts. But God wants to make it straight and smooth. Imagine building a house on, on on a land that's not smooth. Anyways, it's too deep. Let's go to Matthew chapter three, verse one to eight. I've registered all the the revelations and the prophetic words that the Lord has showed me, and I'm going to document them soon. Because this revelation from God is to transform us. Is to transform us. So Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. In the days John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness... Of Judea along with the Western side <laughs> along the Western side of the Dead Sea and saying can you see this someone you see how he just connects everything together the first wind you are to deal with is the West wind. <coughs> what does that show you don't be scared we have authority to conquer our flesh and to conquer the devil through Jesus Christ and to understand where the Holy Spirit's working the Holy Spirit doesn't save you to preach the gospel straight away there's a structure and process that you have to go through and a lot of people they lack this wisdom to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to work on and that's not to take away your joy of of doing what God's called you to do no, it's to understand that when you start a new chapter, that other chapter has been closed. Not to resurface again. So he came, preaching this. Repent, change your inner self, your old ways of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Now, he's not saying something new. This is repentance. The west wind. Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this is the areas of repentance. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord. Make his highway straight level direct now this same John had clothing made of camel's hair and a white and a wide leather band around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey now this is a mystery that I just shared those two I'm not going to go to the top ones I just shared these two for you to understand the wind of where the Holy Spirit's working at that time jerusalem was going out to him and all judea and all the district around the jordan and they were being baptized by him in the jordan river as they confessed their sins but when he saw many of the pharisees and sadducees coming for baptism he said to them you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the divine wrath and judgment to come so produce fruit that is consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behaviour that proves a change of heart, and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. Next one. Well actually, I just want to show you the meaning of honey. Could we go Proverbs twenty five, sixteen, please? I Want you to understand this now this is interesting have you found honey only eat as much as you need lest you be filled with it and vomit now I want to share something with you imagine at a level of of a babe believer eating honey what happens to that in the physical realm you know a baby from up to one year cannot eat honey You, you can google that I'll let you go with that. You know a babe cannot eat honey, it will vomit it out. And it's just interesting here that if you don't understand where the Lord is working, you would vomit God's word out. Because what does honey do? What does honey do? Only eat as much as you need what does that tell you someone here what does that tell you identify how much you need of God's word now how many people are going after knowledge to be equipped with God's word or how many people are eating honey to understand what they need from God this is simple teaching but how, much, how, much, how many people here ha- have understood which area of God's word is needed in their life? That's the honey. That's the honey. A babe doesn't understand that. A babe needs milk. He doesn't need honey. He can't handle the honey. But the honey is for what? Those who have what? Discernment. They understood their conscience of where God is working in their life. They have identified the wind from the west, come to me now. Why? Because God's with you now. You can do this. You can defeat Him. You can defeat your flesh. You have Him in you now. But you have to understand there's no other way. There's no other way but to drown All of Pharaoh's army in the water. What is symbolic of the water? What is symbolic of the water? They drowned in the water. What is symbolic of the water? The washing of the, the Word of God. As you sit and wash yourself by the Word of God, every enemy will drown. That's how you're washed. So they were drowned in the water, which is symbolic of the baptism of Christ. Baptism in his death and the renewal of the mind. That's how the enemy, all of Pharaoh's army and all the traits that they carry to devour a believer, they drowned. Amen. There's no other way. Lord, give me the south, but you didn't ask for the west first. Lord, I want peace, I want comfort, I want healing. Yes, we all do. I want to give you the West first. The enemy is waging war against you now. He's trying to take you back to Egypt, your old ways. At least we got fed there. Life was good before. I come to Christ now and it's, my life's been flipped upside down. No, the West wind has, has struck you now and what was hidden has been exposed <laughs> so a baby cannot eat honey in the real life he needs milk what does the bible say crave what pure milk of the word so that you may so that you may grow, grow. Honey is for, you've discerned now the areas where God's working in your life. Now, can I ask you something? Where is God working in your life? That's between you and Him. Have you discerned that? Or are you getting too much honey that doesn't benefit you, doesn't transform you, doesn't create a new nature in you, and you vomit out all the things that you think is good for you, but it's not good for you? Psalms 119, verse 101, 104. So John the Baptist ate honey, Jesus also ate honey. But I just want to give you some wisdom in this area. Psalms 119, verse 101 to 104. Now, look at this here. I have restrained my feet from every evil way, number one. Number one. I have restrained my feet from every evil way. What does this mean? Someone here? What does this mean? That every evil path in my life, I have restricted myself from going there anymore. That's number one. That I may, what? That I may keep your word. How can you avoid every step that is evil? By keeping hold to his word. Okay, keep going. I have not departed from your judgments. What's that mean? What's that mean that I have not departed from your judgments? That God is going to judge the living and the dead. We know this. What creates the fear of God in us? That God is going to judge the living and the dead. He's going to judge us for every word that we have said. What does that bring and produce inside of you? Fear of the Lord, reverence, respect towards Him. This is the honey. I want honey, Lord. This is what honey produces. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. Who Who teaches us today? Who creates the fear of the Lord in us? The Holy Spirit does that. Next, please how sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than what honey to my mouth next through your precepts i get understanding what is what is uh, coupled with understanding throughout the whole book of proverbs the whole book of the new testament and james what is it wisdom and therefore I hate every false way. Am I preaching the same message every week, someone? No, I'm not preaching. I'm preaching the Holy Spirit, what He's telling me every week. Same, the same message. The same truth that's coming from the heart of God. And it shows you the area you are to focus on. You want the South, but you would not deal with the West. Interesting. Next one, Uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10 to 15. This is a prophetic word of Jesus Christ. Now, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord, your God. Ask it either in the depths or in the heights above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, He now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign Behold, the Virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So what is honey symbolic of? (laughs) I'm showing you. John the Baptist ate honey. I'm not going to speak about curds because it links up with the milk, but for another time. Honey is symbolic of what? knowing the right from the evil, walking in the fear of God, knowing the judgments of God. Is that how you walk with Him? Because that's the whole gospel. That's the whole message from cover to cover. You know the Holy Spirit shared with me this. I don't know why I'm going here now, but I will go. You know the Holy Spirit showed me that all the false grace preachers talks about you being in heaven. But you know all the, all the apostles and the disciples of the Lord speak about the day of the Lord? One keeps you on your toes. One keeps you comfortable. Write this down. I let you write this down. The Holy Spirit said to me, I want to share something with you. This is a month ago. Now... You stirred something in me, but I share. He said, you know all the false grace preachers? He said this to me. Imagine hearing this. He said, they all speak about you being in heaven, but every disciple and apostle from the New Testament speaks about the day of the Lord. What does one tell you? One tells you to be ready, alert, and sober. One tells you to be comfortable and do nothing. You listen. You listen to all the, all the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle John. They speak the same language in all the epistles towards the end of Revelation. And the Holy Spirit showed that to me. One keeps you sober. One keeps you alert. One keeps you on your feet resting. Not in, not in fear that God's going to punish us. One keeps you fighting to the end. One tells you, I'm safe whatever i do i'm safe but you read all their preaching be ready for the day of the lord be ready for the day of the lord let him find you in peace aren't you ready in peace which gospel are you listening to you won't listen to any false gospel here by the grace of our lord you will not one tells you to be at peace at his coming but aren't you ready at peace That's the false gospel. That's the false gospel. Be ready. But aren't you at peace already? No, we are at peace by defeating our flesh to the end. We are at peace, walking in the fear of God and love of God to the end. Now imagine hearing that and then going outside and hearing what's outside. Every apostle John, Peter, Paul speaks about the coming of the Lord that day. They never speak about being comfortable in heaven. Read it and study it for yourself and see. One tells you to be on your feet, alert, fighting in every way to be found peace at his coming, without spot and without blemish. What does that tell you? That Jesus wants to come to a bride that's been cleansed hasn't been polluted and suffocated by sin and world. That's what it means. So when I hear this, more conviction comes to me than you, because God is speaking that to me. Psalms, uh, Psalms 19, verse 7 to 10 now you look at the pattern of the gospel and you'll see all the epistles towards the end you'll see the same language they speak but it will only be speak spoken to you if you want to listen see we are always good to get the comfortable verses we are so good at getting the comfortable verses but the Holy Spirit spoke the most challenging verses to me you know why Because he doesn't want me to be comfortable in where I am now in my journey. What does the Bible say? Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. One tells you, be comfortable. One tells you, work in every way with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to present yourself blameless unto the Lord every day until you see him. Thank the Lord Jesus that you're hearing this and he hasn't come yet. <laughs> uh. Psalms 19, verse 7 to 10. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, number one. What does Jesus want to do? The west wind, he wants to rebuke the devourer from your life. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, number one. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Second principle, he wants to convert your soul second principle he wants to put wisdom in your life what is the wisdom in your life what is wisdom fear of the lord is the beginning of number three yeah next scripture please the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart he wants to he wants to he wants to bring joy in your heart the commandments of the lord is pure in lighting the eyes Speaking about purity now, next scripture. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, righteous living. You look at every pattern. This is the meaning. This is the meaning of John the Baptist eating locusts and eating honey. He was able to apply those truths to him. And he broke out of his shell into a new shell season by season. Doesn't matter how fast you're going, this is the area that God wants us to focus on. Next scripture. More to be desired are they than gold, yet than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So you start to see The true meaning of honey deals with sincere and true repentance. Now, let's have a look at this here. I said I'll finish it. I'll finish it. Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 8 to 13. Let's have a look at some locusts. Who wants to see some locusts today? (laughs) Unfortunately. Uh. produce fruit in keeping with repentance this is another um gospel um but the same scriptures but it speaks about here now the meaning of it produce fruit in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves we have abraham as our father for i tell you that out of these stones god can raise up children for abraham The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Now, this is talking about judgment, eternal misery in hell. Then he speaks about what are the true fruits of sincere repentance regarding the west wind that deals with the locust now look at this here next scripture what should we do then? The, cra- the crowd asked John answered anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none what does this speak of? what does this speak of here? anyone? what does that speak of? simple language what does that speak of? Anyone who has two shirts should share with one who has none. What did Jesus say at Revelation? For you were poor, you were naked, you didn't, you didn't clothe me. What you done for the least, you done for me. Go away, I don't know you. It's because they, there wasn't a sincere repentance. Because if there was a sincere repentance, you'll have a heart of generosity towards those who are lacking. Are we awake, someone? If there was a sincere repentance and a sincere conviction, you won't be able to walk past someone and they are lacking without helping them, whether it's in here or outside. So what is the first principle? What is the first locus that God deals with? A heart of giving, generosity. What is the opposite of that? What is the opposite of that? Huh? Stingy. What else? Selfish. Good. Now yeah, we're hitting there. We won't say tight we we'll <laughs> <laughs> selfishness. What does the Bible say? in the in the days of the uh, in the in the evil days there'll be lovers of what yeah well wow. sincere repentance that one that that shows that Christ has come into your life you're not selfish anymore John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. So the first (laughs) locust, the west wind, and and God wants to drive the first locust from your life. (laughs) You want to drive selfishness from your life. The first principle that Paul deals with. In the latter days, there will be lovers of themselves. Then lovers of money. Then boastful. Then the whole destruction pattern begins. But it's first the lovers of themselves. That's the first locus that God wants the west wind to come and deal with you away. So you begin, to, uh, you begin to humble yourself now. Not to think that you're anything, but you begin to work with him. And so grateful that you have the opportunity now to actually change. While you have breath, you have the opportunity to change. <coughs> Next one, please. The first locus is the biggest one. Isn't that interesting? John's speaking about true repentance. Selfishness. Isn't that interesting? When you're selfish, you can't even give your time for the gospel. You can't even give your time for people. Because it's about you. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what shall we do? Now, there was many locusts in the first one. There's many you can get from that, but let's just go slowly. Don't collect any more than you're required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what shall we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Uh, sorry, what's the next one? No. the Biggest one. The biggest one. The biggest one, I learned the secret of living, and that is to be content. Could we go up, could we go to the verse that we just, i um, 13 please. Selfishness, the first and biggest locus. Second one, don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. What's that kabah? Greed, very good. Greed. Selfishness leads to what? Greed. Number three. Next one, please. The same soldiers asked him, what shall we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Now, why would people do that? Can someone give me an answer here? Why would someone extort money? I can't hear you, sorry. Why would people extort money and accuse people falsely? Can someone give me a little response here? What's that, sorry? People who are extortioners have inherited what type of heart? Covetousness. It's a mixture. I'll work the crowd. Covetousness, envy. So we got here now with selfishness, we got greed, we got covetousness, envy. Don't accuse people falsely. What are we targeting here? People that accuse people falsely are what type of people? Hey, hey, take it easy now. (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) He can't help himself. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) So don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely be content with your pay isn't that interesting that they're all together you know when you're not content what your heart does to get results I'll let you think about them I don't want to speak too much now I've finished but you see the locust that the west wind has to drive away (laughs) you start to be humbled and say Holy Spirit I understand now the honey that you want to work on now. And as you apply that honey to your life, your outer shell, season by season, as you cooperate with him, as you work with him, you start to step out. Can we have a photo of that grasshopper? photo of the grasshopper. The we have a photo of that, please. As you cooperate with him, as you eat locust, which is symbolic of progressing uh, shell by shell in your, in your nature, in the new nature of Christ, as you apply honey with the locust, you have the ability to come out into the new nature of Christ. Amen. So which wind are you to ask for today? Someone who says, I want to be used by God. There's truth in that. But how can you be used by God if that wind hasn't struck you and dealt with that area of your life? And how many people are looking for the south wind and they haven't accepted or they're resisting or they're fighting against the west wind? That's the church today. That's the body of Christ today. Are we understanding someone? Are we understanding Lord, give me the south wind. There's a process. (laughs) He has to deal with the biggest locus selfishness. The biggest enemy of God today. The biggest enemy of God today is selfishness. The first one that John the Baptist strikes. Who would think that these are the plagues? These are the plagues of where the enemy attacks us. And isn't it interesting? The devil knows why God destroyed that field. And the Holy Spirit knows the area that he needs to work on and how he wants to get them all out of your life and throw them into the water so that not one of them is left anymore. Yes? Yes. So I leave it with you. I thank the Lord Jesus for giving us this teaching. Yes, he, keep, he keeps me on my toes. Not only you. He keeps me on my toes. Because we are all in wait of that day. We had to wait eagerly. Focusing on the right things. So before you're kept on your toes... Before you're convicted in your chair, he does it to me first. But just to show you the pattern of the Holy Spirit, just to show you, you cannot bypass the season of where the Holy Spirit's working. Respect his process. Respect the season that you're in. And don't you think ever that you can bypass God's process or God's way of doing things. You cannot, you have to respect them. When you respect them, you corroborate. When you fight against it, it will be harder for you. It will be harder. But if you know that this is a blessing to your life, to actually deal with all the locusts, so when you enter into the promised land, whatever you feed, whatever you plant, sorry, would not be swarmed by the locust. Because what destroyed all those fields? Greed, selfishness, Lord give me your power and there's locusts in your heart. Imagine that. Wow, what a dangerous place that is to be. Lord give me your power for the promised land so I can operate in your kingdom. And there's still greed, there's still jealousy, there's still accusing people falsely. There's still selfishness. Lord, give me the power. But he wants the west wind to come and wipe out all the locusts. So when you do enter the promised land, whatever you sow won't be destroyed anymore. Understand the process. This is what keeps coming to me every week now. Understand and be humble with the process. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because guess what happens if you don't let the west wind strike and push all those locusts into the water guess what happens he comes back and when he comes back it's more difficult let me tell you this so the majority of your warfare of why you're getting attacked is because you're resisting the west wind that produces the south wind unbelievable how the Holy Spirit shows us it's unbelievable it's actually beautiful how the Holy Spirit can actually teach us and this is a lesson for each one of us here today that yes you can be taught by the Holy Spirit but isn't it a beautiful thing to understand the he's working because you don't want to be a babe that keeps vomiting the honey can we pray please? turn off the light (coughs) I'm not going to pray for anyone today I want to allow you to have time Unless there's someone that I haven't prayed on before that is sick or needs urgent prayer, I will pray. But I'm very careful now with the Holy Spirit of how He instructs me. Lord, give me the south wind yet you're kicking against the west wind that was designed to get the enemy away from your life. Your solution is not prayer. The majority of people here that are stuck, it's because you're resisting the wind that's coming from the west. And I share this with you. Stop treating the Lord like this and stop bypassing the process to get peace outside of his process we thank you jesus we honor you lord and we give you all the glory we thank you holy spirit for what you've done and the foundation that you've established for us i thank you lord that you have given us potential by the holy spirit to be advanced in your truth and reverence towards your name. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have showed us. Thank you, Lord, the path that you have cleared for us so we can truly walk with you as your sons and daughters. I worship you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I thank you. For all the truth you you have revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I thank you for all the things that you have showed us and all the things that you desire from our hearts. I pray for every person here that they are not discouraged in the process. They are not burnt out as I saw in that man by the... the man on the scorched land I pray Lord for every person here that they may give respect to your process and how you do things inside of our hearts I pray Lord for each one today that you help them you strengthen them and guide them to cooperate with the wind that's coming from the west thank you Lord thank you Lord I thank you Lord we love you so much Lord and I thank you that you're revealing another part of your mystery so we can be more advanced to live in the uttermost truth so we can truly follow you by the Spirit hallelujah to you Jesus I thank you Lord that hope never puts us to shame because your love has been poured into our hearts but I pray for stability and I pray for a preparation that they may know why you have called them and that they may know how to cooperate with you. Thank you for the clarity you have given us of the different winds of where the Holy Spirit focuses and I love you, Lord. Everyone in this place loves you. I pray for more grace for them to fight the good fight of faith, more grace to be conquerors over the flesh more grace to understand your unfailing love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless you all. And have a good think about what was said today. Hallelujah, Jesus.